0: Praise the Lord. God is good, isn't He? He's so good to us. Um, I've got a subject that I want to talk about. Um, it's kind of dear to my heart. Something I've been wrestling with for uh, a while now. I'm not going to get into a lot of personal things, but it's just something that, that the Lord has really helped me with in the past couple years that I've, I've had to deal with and, and our family's had to deal with. And God, God's helped me. And you know, it's what I find out through this, that He was there all along. Sometimes it doesn't seem like it, but he was there all along. So I'm going to talk about tonight. Let me go ahead and read my text here. If you want to go ahead and put that up there, uh, Bo. Go ahead and throw the text up there. I want to read it. This is just a simple, a simple verse. There it is. But he said to her, You speak as one of the foolish women speaks. Shall we indeed accept good from God? And shall we not accept adversity? In all this, Job did not sin with his lips. So I'm going to start off here by talking about um, adversity, accepting adversity. And I think that's maybe an interesting title. How do you accept adversity? I'm going to try to, try to explain that uh, the best I can um, and try to get to the, uh, the point to see that we, we, have, to, we have to accept it. We don't, we don't have to accept what's going on in our lives, but we have to accept that adversity happens. That bad things happen, and that's basically what adversity means. In, in the short definition, is it means hard times. It means it means uh, bad. It means bad situations. It means suffering. It means pain. It means it means a lot of things. But that's basically what adversity means. And there's there's many many types of adversity that you could go through. There's there's uh, physical. There's mental. There's emotional. There's social. There's spiritual. There's financial. Many many types of adversity you can go through in your life. And I've went through probably a majority of those. Um, and there's many reasons we deal with adversity. Um, sometimes it's even self-inflicted adversity. And I'd be the first to say, <laughs> I've dealt with some of that my own. That I've, I've, I'm like, man, I, I messed that up. And then you've got to trudge through it. And you've got to accept the fact that, man, I messed up. And now now there's nothing I can do to go back and fix that, but I just got to go through it and hope for the best. But then there's other times where it's circumstantial. And adversity comes your way in in circumstantial ways. And it it really had nothing to do with you. You just happened to be there at the right time, at at that right point. You you were just there. It It really wasn't caused by you. It just came upon you. It was circumstantial. And I've dealt with a lot of that, too. So in Job 2 10, we're going to talk a little bit about Job. And in the, in the first chapter of Job, if you ever read the story, I, I love the book of Job. I, I've always really enjoyed the book of Job. I've always enjoyed the story of Job. Um, don't ask me why. I was working for this um, liberal college professor one time, and he's like, what's your favorite book in the Bible? And I said, Job. And he's like, man, that's depressing. I'm like, well. Oh. I guess so. And he was, he was kind of a, a down and out guy anyway, so that didn't help him out. But anyways, um, Job. If we read through the very first chapter of Job, what happens? A lot of bad stuff. A lot of bad stuff happens very, very quickly. And, and the way I read it, maybe I've read it wrong, but within a matter of minutes, Job basically loses everything. Everything he's ever worked for, everything that he's ever had in his life, he loses within a matter of minutes. And then we move on to chapter 2. And we see that not only does he, he lose all his physical possessions and lose his children, but then he's afflicted with boils all over his body. But what does Job say here? And this, this is after all that's happened. Job says in 2.10, he says, How can I receive the blessings from the Lord and not receive His adversity? That verse has been, has been a verse that has helped me. It really, really helped me for the past couple of years. It's how can I receive God's blessings? And not receive some hard times as well. How can you do that? And it's really helped me to get through a lot of these hard situations that I've had to deal with. And and as I was even preparing for this, I had to deal with a hard situation this weekend. I had had to deal with some care for my mother, which was, a lot of tears were shed. I had to figure some things out this weekend as to how to care for my mother. But how can I receive those blessings from the Lord? And not receive those hard times. And what, we, what, we, what I understood from this and what I've read from this verse is that um, Job is one of the first books in the Bible, one of the first books written. And so they, the, the, some of the commentators theorize that Job didn't even know that there was an enemy. He, he knew that, that all he knew was God. He didn't even realize that there was an enemy. And so when we, when we look at this, and we look at this, and let's, I need to back up a little bit here too because I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. But Satan actually came in and had a conversation with the Lord. And and what what did the Lord say? Have you considered my servant Job? And so when this situation came, when these problems came, it wasn't from the Lord, but it was allowed by the Lord. And sometimes we need to understand that that these situations that we go through, these problems, this adversity that we go through, is not caused by the Lord. Because he doesn't doesn't cause bad things to happen, but it's allowed. And sometimes we need to look at it that way. And so that's basically what adversity is. Now let's let's move on. Who can receive adversity? Simple answer, everyone. Everyone can receive adversity. Everyone can receive Hard times. Let's, let's back up and let's look at, at Job 1.1. You know what it says about Job? It says in the KJV, it says that Job was perfect. In the new KJV, it says he was blameless. Okay, now when it says he's perfect, it doesn't mean that he was perfect, because there's only one per- perfect person, and that was Jesus. But when you get down and you kind of dig into what that means, is that means that, that Job had done pretty much everything that he could to be as righteous as he could before the Lord. And then you read in verse 8. And you know what, it, what God says about Job? And I've never heard this said about any other. said, There's nobody on earth like Job. There's nobody on earth like Job. So it says that he was perfect and blameless in verse 1. It says in verse 8 that he was, um, there's no one like him. Okay? So let's go back. Who can receive adversity? Everyone. And Job, that God said there's no one like, said that he was blameless, was doing everything right, still received adversity. He still received hard times. He was doing everything that he could possibly do to be righteous before the Lord. That doesn't mean that he had done everything right because Isaiah says our righteousness is as, as filthy rags. But he had done what he could in his physical self to be as right before the Lord as he possibly could. And he still he still received adversity. So going back to that who can receive adversity. Let's, let's, look, let's look at this Romans uh, 2.11 for there is no partiality with God. Now read Matthew 5 and 45. That you may be sons of your Father in heaven, for He makes His Son to rise on evil and on good, and send drain on the just and on the unjust. And so we see here that God is not partial to anyone that adversity happens to everyone and sometimes we get into that, that question of why did it happen and I don't, I'll be honest I don't have an answer for that why do good things happen to bad people why do bad things happen to good people and vice versa I, I don't know I don't I can't, I can't really answer all those questions that's a question beyond me and, and to understand what God is thinking and what God is doing is, is, just, is just beyond me because I, I can't fully comprehend what He's doing. I can't fully comprehend what, what He's doing in our lives when we go through hard times. So I don't really know why we have to deal with this and why we have to go through things like that, but I know that God is in control of every situation, and that God is God is sovereign, meaning He's in control. Meaning He's ultimate. Meaning He's supreme, and He knows what's best. You know, I was thinking of um, of a story. There's there's a sermon that uh, by David Wilkerson. I'm going to share this uh, that he he'd shared, um, and he'd went through a lot of adversity. Now, have you ever noticed that? You know, Paul Washer had said that a lot of a lot of great Great ministers, their first years, and that could be many years, their first many years of ministry is met by much, much frustration, much, much trouble, much, much ad, ad, adversity. Many hard times. It's met with that. And so anyways, um, that's what David Wilkerson was going through. He's going through some of these hard times, and he was, he was talking to his, um, or actually his wife had just finished with her chemo. I believe she had pancreatic cancer, just finished with her chemo and was coming out of that. And they had just received a phone call that his daughter had gotten into stage 4 cancer. And so they, they rushed and got on a flight and flew down there. I believe it was in Plano, Texas where they were at. And they got to the hospital and, and they realized they wouldn't even let her in the room because they were, they were shooting the room with radiation trying to take care of her. And he said he left and he went down to this, um, drove down to these back roads back there in Plano and just started crying out to the Lord. He started weeping and crying out to the Lord. He said he was there for two hours just weeping and crying out to the Lord. And he said that the Holy Spirit stopped him and spoke to him. And he said, he said David, he said, who's her father? And he said, well, Lord, you and I, we are her father. He said, well, who has raised her and who has taken care of her? And who has brought her this far? He said, well, well, Lord, I I guess that would be you and I. And then he said, the Lord said, and he said, but who knows what's best for her? He said, well, Lord, you do. You know what's best for her. And so sometimes we just got to look at these situations and realize God is in control of these situations. So what can we learn from adversity? Throw up Romans 8.28. This has also been a verse that's helped me. And we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God to those who are called according to His purpose. This verse, memorize that verse. It's helped me through a lot of things. Helped me through a lot of hard times. If we look through the Bible and we look at the majority of the people that that were in the Bible that God used went through some hard times. Went through some difficult things. But but the first part of that verse, you've got to look at the very first part of that verse. And what is the first half of that verse? To those who love God. To those who love God. And so, church, it's going to work out if you love God. These hard times are going to work out if you love God. You know, I heard an old preacher said that God will pull you, uh, pull you through a knothole if you can stand the pulling. And that's the truth sometimes. Sometimes you just got to be able to stand. It said, Paul said, he said, endure hardness as a good soldier of Christ. We just got to endure. We just got to hold out to the end. It's all going to work out. And so basically, getting back to Job, Job came to this conclusion. That God's God in control of everything. Because God basically, basically told him, he said, Job, were you there when I, when I created the earth? Were you there when I formed the planets? Were you there when I started time? No, Job was not. He said, so you don't, and he said, God said, so I don't, I don't even really owe you an explanation. You just need to know that I've got this that I'm in control of this, and that this is going to work out. You just have to trust me. You just have to love me. And so I'm going to leave you with this, with this story. I don't want to close. Um, there, was a, there was a situation um, that happened in, a, in my life growing up. There was a, a friend of mine's dad in our church, and he was he was very active in our church. Very we, we knew him real well. He was very active in the youth. I was about 17, 16 years old. He fell out of a tree stand. He was hunting, it was early Sunday morning. He was still planning on going to church. He was just gonna hunt before church. And so he he went to he was went to that tree stand and he fell out of a tree stand. And he he broke a couple legs and, and I believe it was a tree, a small little, little Sapling hit the back of his, his, his uh, spinal cord right there uh, on the back of his neck. And they med-flighted him out to the hospital and he went through months and months and months of rehab getting his legs to work. He, he was slow in speech. He, he, he struggled to, to get it back, but he got it back and God gloriously helped this guy. Gloriously helped this young man. And he got and he he gave God all the glory. He was going around preaching and telling how God had done this for him. And God just really changed him. He was a good guy, but after this accident, he became a better man. And he always kind of slurred his speech. He just he did just never the same, but he always had this incredible smile. And I remember, and this this has been about six or seven years after this accident, and he'd still he'd He'd been out of work for a couple years and he finally was able to get, get a job again. And he got a job at this, at this place. And he'd been working there, I, I don't remember, several months. And he was in an accident. He was crushed. Just immediately died like that. And I remember going to that funeral. And I remember one, hearing one of his pastor friends, dear pastor friends that came in. And he got up there and he said a few words. He said, "You know, I started I started to question God. He said, "This family has already gone through enough hard times." And he said, "I started to question God and say, "Why, God? Why would you do that? Why would you take this man? He's already been through so much. He's already been through so much suffering. His family's already been through so much suffering. Why would you do that, Lord?" He said and he stopped And he said, but, I'm not going to lose out with God over a why. And that has stuck with me for about 15 years now. That I'm not going to lose out with God over a why. I don't understand these circumstances. I don't understand why I'm going through things. I don't understand why I have to deal through these things. But I'm not going to lose my relationship with God over why because honestly where am I going to go where am I going to go